0: The hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode ninety-eight of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Fourth of July fireworks and nullification. Well, here we are at episode 98 of this podcast, and uh, just two episodes away from big number 100, and uh, I think that deserves something of a celebration, because I, I'll i be honest with you, when I started doing this, I had no idea how long it would go, or if anybody would even listen, and uh, the response has been good enough, and... I've enjoyed it enough, and so I've kept on going, and so we're almost to episode 100. So I'm going to do something special for episode 100, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I'm just going to tease you and tell you that uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be doing something a little different, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So before we get deep into this week's issue... Uh, I just wanted to direct your attention to an article that I published over at my website, michaelmeharry.com. I engage in a lot of debates about the Bill of Rights because there are a lot of misconceptions, the biggest one being that somehow the Bill of Rights is supposed to apply to all of the states. And there is no founding era evidence at all that the founding generation ever intended the Bill of Rights to apply to the state governments, where you do find that application is through what is known as the incorporation doctrine, and that comes through the 14th Amendment. And I think that's a dubious concept as well. But uh, like I said, there is, is no question that the Bill of Rights was only intended to bind the federal government when it was initially ratified. Nevertheless, I get a lot of people who want to try to argue with me and convince me that, yes, the Bill of Rights, especially the Second Amendment, uh, is supposed to apply to the states. And I got an email the other day from a guy, and he presented an argument that I've heard on a number of occasions, actually, and that's that the Supremacy Clause uh, essentially incorporates the Bill of Rights or applies the Bill of Rights to all of the state governments. And this is a bogus uh, construction. So if you head over to michaelmeharry.com, you'll find the article where I answer this question and debunk this Bill of Rights fallacy. And uh, I'm not going to go any more into depth on uh, the podcast, but if you're interested in this subject, I do encourage you to click on over. I'll put the links in the show notes page, and you can check out Uh, how I responded to this notion that the supremacy clause applies the Bill of Rights to the states. But today I want to talk a little bit about nullification. Now, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, you know that I am the National Communications Director for the 10th Amendment Center. That's my main gig. And our primary work revolves around using state nullification to roll back and limit unconstitutional federal power. And I guess I probably ought to give a real quick brief overview of what nullification means. Essentially, when we talk about nullification at the 10th Amendment Center, we mean any act or set of acts taken at the state level, and it can also happen at the local level, that serves to make a federal action null, void, or simply unenforceable within the borders of a state. And There are really two definitions for the word nullification, and this was true back in the founding era as well. Uh, There's a legal definition, legal nullification, and that's essentially what a judge does. When a judge strikes down a law, uh, he nullifies it and effectively erases it from the books. The law no longer exists. But there's also a more practical nullification, and that's simply to make something unenforceable or to make it inoperable or to make it void. So in that case, a law would remain on the books, but it wouldn't be enforced. So practically speaking, in effect... The law is nullified, even though it remains on the books, even though it could conceivably be enforced, it has effectively been nullified. And that's primarily what we focus on at the Tenth Amendment Center. We call it practical nullification or nullification in effect. And we do this by simply having states withdraw cooperation or support for federal actions. And this has been most successful. Uh, probably in the realm of marijuana, all of the states that have legalized marijuana for medical and now a growing number legalizing for recreational use have effectively nullified federal prohibition. Federal prohibition remains on the books, but the federal government lacks the resources to truly enforce its prohibition any longer. The tide has turned against it. So that's nullification in effect, and we try to use this this strategy to nullify all kinds of unconstitutional federal actions. Now, a lot of times people will tell me, hey, Mike, you know, this nullification stuff is great, but, you know, there's no way that you can make a law uh, ineffective. There's there's no way. If the the federal government wants to enforce a law, the federal government's going to do it. And it's this myth. The federal government is so massive and so powerful that there's no way that, uh, you know, if the federal government wants to impose its will, it's going to do it. And this simply isn't true. The federal government has not the resources. There's an interesting English construction for you. The federal government does not have the resources to enforce all of its laws or implement all of its programs without state and local cooperation. And I had a, uh, an experience over the 4th of July holiday that illustrates the power of nullification in effect. Now, the city where I live, Lexington, Kentucky, has a very strict ordinance banning most fireworks. Uh, The way the police describe the ordinance is, if it goes up or blows up, it's illegal. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. This last 4th of July, there were an awful lot of fireworks going up and blowing up all around my neighborhood literally hundreds of fireworks boomed and popped all around my house. In fact, there was a group of people on the court right behind me that set off these quote-unquote illegal fireworks for probably two to three hours straight. And I can tell you for a fact, local cops did not make an appearance. Now, this scene undoubtedly repeated itself across the city, I know this for a fact because I have friends around the city that were posting about how annoyed they were by all of the fireworks and how their dogs were scared and and all of that. Uh, so these illegal fireworks were happening all over Lexington, despite the ordinance against it. Now, a spokesperson for the Lexington Police Department said she was not aware of any arrests nor any citations. She said officers issued warnings first. And of course, we don't know how many warnings were issued, but I can tell you for a fact there weren't any issued in this neighborhood. Of course, nobody ever believed the city would ever enforce a fireworks ban. Nobody. It's been on the books for several years. It has never been enforced. Every 4th of July, we have fireworks popping off all over town. Every New Year's Eve, people shoot off the fireworks. Nobody's arrested. Nobody's cited. It goes right on. The truth is, the Lexington Police Department does not have the manpower to enforce the ordinance. It would require a literal army to snuff out fireworks on the 4th of July. This is a perfect example of not nullification in practice the law remains on the books but it is effectively null void and of no effect the federal government has the exact same problem when it tries to enforce all of its laws and edicts and regulations and when it tries to implement all of its big programs it does not have the resources it relies on state and local assistance to do everything that it does when we take this help away the federal government is sunk Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word on social media and everywhere else. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10th Amendment Center.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.